0: This is Insert Sound, Episode 2. A brief attempt at trying to explain the podcast. Insert Sound is an idea of combining my interest in sound recordings and spoken word in the form of thoughts, ideas, and perceptions. The sounds, be they field recordings of nature, humans, engines, or events, create a breathing ground for the spoken word. Insert Sound is my active process of learning how to better record audio while also creating a framework to think about things places, and experiences. The sounds we insert will serve as sparks to ideas, perceptions, and thoughts. For now, I'll leave that as an introduction and explanation so we can get on with episode two. Insert sound. I start recording on our walk. In the city of Reykjavík, my hometown, on a Sunday afternoon at the edge of Iceland's largest graveyard, covering perhaps 20% of the hill, known as Æskjlíð, Askja means a caldera, like the volcanic feature, while here the name seems flat out wrong, as there is no caldera at the top, only huge water tanks. Turns out the name, more likely, comes from a kind of storage bowl with a lid, askja, in which might have been stored linen, the fabric that is. It's strange how place names seem to somehow take on some perceived element in the landscape they refer to, even though it's never clearly defined. And suddenly we subconsciously feel they have a meaning relating to the landscape, making it unthinkable that this place could be named anything else. We have entered the graveyard, surrounded by the same idea of names, only here it's of the dead. Written in stone, names carried through a lifetime, measured anywhere from days to decades to a century. Names repeated beyond count, spoken, said, whispered, screamed, moaned, cried, laughed, recited, remembered, forgotten perhaps... A few cars are driven by visitors of the dead, while the rest of us are here for the paths, the trees, the calm of nature inside the city. Øskullit has a similar function as the European parks, as a respite from the city, but perhaps more akin to Central Park in its size and naturalness. No manicured lawns or hedges, no royal design, no frisbees, no sunbathing, just a graveyard. What a beautiful word. A bike and a walk path at the base of the hill, leading into the forest covering the area of Öskullíð. For a proper forest atmosphere, granted that we set the bar low in Iceland, Öskullíð is among three to five options in and around the capital. Etliartalur, a wonderful freak valley of lava fields and two rivers, only became a forest as a result of a hydroelectric dam breaking, I think it was in the 60s, covering the basalt lava with dirt and soon after trees. Heðmörg, it's a large area outside of the city, to the southeast, and is by far the largest forest around, mainly consisting of birch and spruce. Ulvarsvet also comes to mind, but we are in Uskulid, and I should not be taking us out of the soundscape we are in. Insert sound. <laughs> We walk out through the cemetery gates, which makes me think of a song by Pantera, but that too is a distraction in our search for the white rabbit. My friend and his daughter frequently take a walk in the forest and have for some months been feeding a white rabbit on lettuce and carrots. I cannot delay the search for the white rabbit by constantly Setting up the microphone in an attempt to record minute after minute after minute after minute of the forest's low soundscape. Mostly broken by the sound of airplanes and helicopters, the domestic airport being on the other side of the hill. So, instead of doing a proper Chris Watson recording session, so just Google him, he's a master of field recordings, I record the sound of us walking through the forest, holding the microphone tripod over my shoulders. The heavy road NT4, wonderful as it is, swings in the rubber bands holding it inside the blimp, and the XLR cables coming from the back of the mic is what I'm assuming is making that tapping noise in the recording. <laughs> This is good. This is learning. Field recording 101. Trial by error, learn by doing and do I do. Listen and analyze for yourself. I'll spare you. And replace it with a proper recording done standing still, while my friend's daughter jumps on a pile of dead branches. we head further into the forest. On. Depending on where you are from, the word forest brings up different images. Forests of Borneo, tropical forests, the Russian taiga, from temperate broadleaf and mixed forest ecoregions of the East Coast to the temperate rainforests of the North American Northwest and Southwest Canada. He prepared to be extremely underwhelmed in comparison. Imported spruce along with native birch cover less than 1% of Iceland and you are not likely to ever get lost in a forest here. But it doesn't take a lot for the spirit and magic of a forest to come alive. It's so unnatural to be in a forest here, that it feels different, to say the least. As opposed to the barren windswept and rugged landscapes of Iceland, a forest feels like a cushion, a shelter, a realm of magic. I'm not kidding. <laughs> to see so much, and yet so little, at the same time, feels conflicting attacking the idea of a landscape based on some iconic feature, like a cliff, mountain, or canyon. Here, every tree is a unique landscape, making up the larger landscape, which you're still unable to properly see as such. This is the magic, mystery, and perhaps fear factor. The word hidden and lurking comes to mind, though bears do not live in Iceland. As we made our way into the forest, noticing strange shapes of trees, mountain bike trails, and the sounds of raven and airplanes, Our eyes began to search for the white rabbit, hiding perhaps. The forest is strewn with post-Ice Age boulders, some the size of small cars, the dense gray basalt in some places, forming rock climbing conditions. A bit further on is an area with multiple World War II bunkers concreted into the hillside, the British lookout for German enemy planes. Now the bunkers offer a hiding place for smoking teenagers, an attraction for historically-oriented visitors, and perhaps a sleeping place for those who have lost some of their battles. The list of attractions of the larger area, known as Öskullir, is much longer, and includes drug use, especially in summer, late-night cruising and occasionally fogged windows in parked cars, mixed martial arts center, a tourist magnet at the top, a university, and a pagan temple at the bottom, and the popular bike and hike trails. The final observation about the trees, as we wait for the arrival of the rabbit, is that the soil here is very thin. That means the roots of the trees, unless they manage to wrap around boulders, are so loose sometimes in the soil that they easily and occasionally do fall over. We arrived at the spot they most often find the rabbit. We spread out, father and daughter walk around, looking in different parts of this little wooded enclave, while I stand by the microphone, situated low to the ground, on a low and wonderfully heavy mic stand. A family with a dog walks by. A minute later, the white rabbit appears, sitting on a moss-covered rock, like magic. No more native in Iceland than the spruce trees all around us. They both trick us into feeling as natural and old as the mountains around. Rabbits in the wild, especially white ones, to me look otherworldly, almost psychedelic, perhaps just the legacy of Alice in Wonderland and Jefferson Airplane song about the white rabbit, or perhaps the mystical element of a forest is taking root in me my friend's daughter, 10 years old, approaches the rabbit, which seems unafraid. A small jar of lettuce appears, and the rabbit rabbits its way forward in its strange twofold motion. And with that, it's there eating out of her fingers, chewing with only a faint sound inside those chubby, insulated furry cheeks. My furry microphone cover does not bother the rabbit, and I get the microphone up against its head. Can you hear it? And there we were, her father standing by, chatting to his daughter, sharing this moment that they have made into a regular experience shared together, father and daughter and the white rabbit in the woods. A brief moment, lasting as long as the lettuce, but a lasting memory which brought up the question of just that. What we remember about our childhood when it comes to the stuff we did with our parents, What memories have the deepest and strongest roots and which ones will grow into the tallest trees with the biggest leaves, perhaps offering shelter and support to lean on decades later? The soundscape was that of a special connection and a special effort made by a father again and again to plant good memories in his daughter's life. A one to two hour walk, talking and joking in search of a white rabbit, ranks high on the time well spent scale. And as the white rabbit rabbits off the scene, and a gang of three appear out of hiding, we head back. But for now, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Svavar Andersson. Until next time, take care.